Feeling inspired by host Ron and Tyler? This episode of the Movie Buffs podcast is brought to you by the YouTube workout channel Time to Train Fitness. With all things YouTube, it's free. Jump into a bar class, crank out a cycling workout, or pump out a strength session. Everything you need to work out for free at home. Check out the description and subscribe today. You heard the promo about Time to Train Fitness and you're thinking, how do I get some dumbbells? There's really only two products that I recommend when it comes to at-home fitness, and one of those are the Core Home Fitness Adjustable Dumbbells. If you're already following the YouTube workouts, these are the dumbbells that I use, me, Tyler, and you've probably seen me adjust them between the weights super fast. Along with adjusting quickly, they go from five pounds to 50 pounds and feel great in the hands. Head to the link in the description and grab yourself a pair. You have the free workouts on YouTube and will now have the dumbbells to help you reach your fitness goals. Let's get to the episode. Welcome to another instant reaction episode in the Movie Buffs podcast. My name is Tyler Valencia and I'm going to be going through Shazam Fury of the Gods. Now, I saw this a few weeks after it came out. I originally had tickets to see it. It's opening weekend. I wanted to see it. I'll say that right now. I wanted to see it, which might not be the case for everybody. And I had to postpone it because my wife was out of town and she wanted to see it as well. So just pushed it back a few weeks. So this episode, as always, instant reaction episodes are spoiler free. And I'm going to talk about a few things, cast and crew. I'm going to talk about the summary. I'll give you a little bit of uh, my initial responses, favorite character, and do a little bit of plot holes, that kind of stuff. But into reaction episodes, spoiler free, and kind of just give you a insight into if you should see it or if you should wait. So that will ultimately be how this episode ends with a recommendation. So stick around for that. But let's start with, uh, I'm going to call it the negative clout. And so... I thought that would be a good way to kick this episode off with just talking about it because I think that this uh, installment, it was not set up for success. That's my big thing with movies or probably more with business in terms of set things up for success. I think it's release and all the news that was coming out about it prior to even its opening day, it was not positive. I think that the whole James Gunn, Peter Safran, Safran taking over DC, that news hurt this installment. And I'll say right now that I'm actually uh, very excited for that, the takeover, or that that's happening right now and what's going to be coming out moving forward. One of the big things that I saw an article on read about that not talked about as much is that the writer's room that James got assembled, just reading the names and what they did. Some really popular names that have been really popular over the last few years, five, 10 years. Ones that a lot of comic book fans, movie fans were excited for for their movies and got mad when their movies either got pushed or, or canceled. So there's some big names in the writer's room moving forward for DC that I think a lot of people should be excited for. And uh, But getting back to this negative the negative cloud that's been surrounding uh dc and it's for good reason i think that the 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 content that's been released it's been subpar and i I mean we heard about the post-credit scenes 
that were being swapped out uh, and ones that were uh, being replaced. Uh, we also heard about the cameos and all those being altered. So that kind of stuff coming out, it didn't help the release date. And uh, I think it really did set it up for what it's seeing at the box office right now. It's not getting the numbers that they were hoping for, but I think that if you are a fan, and I'm one of those, and I've joked about it in previous podcasts, that I'm someone that I like to see content from characters that I like. I know that things can be made better. I know that some things are never, some things are just not good in general, but I want to see things get better. I think that's the optimist in me that I want things to be better, get better. And I think that the past has not been good for DC, but you can only hope that it gets better. I don't think that petitioning or doing any type of uh, negative runs at DC is going to help. I think that you just got to hopefully be optimistic. Of course, we joke about it in the podcast. Of course, we make cracks out it on social media, but I think uh, hopefully things do get better. Let's now move to cast and crew and get back to talking about Shazam. With the director, David F. Sandberg, and something cool, I noticed the first time, the first one, his cameo in it. He's got two cameos in it, but he is a director that comes from the horror indie side. So he did Lights Out and Annabelle. And you can actually see a Annabelle doll in the doctor's office scene. And I think that was actually pointed out before even the movie came out in the trailers. You could see it. But uh, that's his background. And you've seen that trend for a bit with horror directors coming into action. And maybe that even translate to what I talked about in my instant reaction episode of Barbarian. Just the quality of movies that you're seeing in horror and that kind of transition to they make good movies. Well, let's see if they can make a good movie with action. And so that work maybe with CGI, with the acting and maybe working in an environment where you're basically getting getting actors, you are directing them to respond to imaginary things. Maybe that's another element of it. I did, I'm just thinking on my, my feet there, why maybe? But uh, that's his background. And uh, I think that uh, you know, what he was given was pretty, uh, wasn't good. But I'm going to talk about that more. I'm getting ahead of myself here. But uh, cast now, let's move to cast. I honestly feel like the cast was bigger this go around. And I think a part of that is that the characters that are the adult versions, they're not just making cameos. They're now actually a part of the film. They have actual lines, more than just a few sentences. So I think that that made it seem bigger. But uh, some of the big ones in it, Zachary Levi, Shazam, Asher Angel. He plays Billy Batson, Jack Dylan Grazer, Adam Brody, Lucy Liu, Helen Mirren, and Digimon Hansu. Um, so big returning, but the big ones being Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu as the additions for this go around. Quick promo break here in this episode. If you've been a fan of our podcast, you've probably already heard me, Tyler, one of your hosts, talk about the Naboso insoles. If you are ever wondering about, oh, what are insoles? How do they help my feet? Are they really useful? I got to tell you that I've been wearing these duo insoles for probably a year and a half now, and I think they're game changers. If you sit at a desk, if you're on your feet, 
So basically anybody for anybody in the world, they can really help with your health. If you ever have foot pain or if you have any type of issues with your feet, these can be a game changer for you. Hopefully you take my word on it. You head to the link in the description, you buy yourself a pair and you come back and you share it that, oh, I actually bought those insoles and they actually do work. You know, that'd be something that we'd love to hear, love to see, because that means that you're working on your health. That's it for the promo break. Let's get back to the episode. The IMDb summary of this. The film continues the story of teenage Billy Batson, who, upon reciting the magic word Shazam, is transformed into his adult superhero alter ego, Shazam. Not really a good IMDb summary there. When I copied and pasted it, I was like, this is not that good. But, uh, and it says the film continues. <laughs> really not a good <laughs> description of there. Uh, my summary of this would be it's more of the family the uh we'll call it the shazam family and them learning their powers more trying to work together billy's um his main objective is getting them to be family because he didn't have a family kind of thing and at the same time you have lucy lou and her and helen mirren's characters coming into the fold because they want the staff of atlas back to hopefully release the powers and then of course do uh evil movie character stuff that's really in a, a little summary a tyler summary we'll call it my initial walking out of the theater response and this is something that my wife and i do every time we're walking out of the theater she usually asks me or i ask her and then she asked me back without even saying anything uh, what my response what did i think and we usually make a joke about it and it's our initial Thoughts like what do you think when you're walking out of the theater, those first couple steps, walking back to the car, what do you think? What are your initial thoughts on it? Because I know that each time as I let the movie kind of sit a little bit more, I message with Ron or I text with my friends that uh, listen to the podcast and even watch the same movies that you kind of change your perspective on it. Maybe you have a better, worse opinion on a movie. So that initial walking out of the theater response from me that I I said it that I feel like the director, he shot the shit out of this movie. Like it was, he tried his best. And I just think the story was really bad. I think it was a sequel story that wasn't that good. It was a Thor Dark World kind of story that, okay. Um, but uh, at least this director did a good job with the, with a sequel that's my initial response with the with that um i can also tell that they put a lot of movie a lot of money into it they put a lot of money into this movie the cgi looks good it looks clean in general um i can th I, I think that that's a big thing of um the evolution of potentially dc over the years and all comic book movies is that as they get more money, they put it into it and it looks better. So I think that was very apparent. Um, the last thing that, and uh, maybe it's a spoiler, but come on, if it's been two weeks, if you haven't seen it, and I'm going to give away another spoiler, I already have it listed in here. But um, Lucy Liu did not do a good job in the movie. That was another thing that was initial walking out response was that, I, I don't know why she didn't. I didn't read anything about it. I just thought that she really phoned in a performance and Helen Mirren probably should have had a bigger 
um, role in it. But uh, that's just my opinion on that. My favorite character had to be Digimon Hansu, the wizard. He's funny in it. He has more lines this time. Um, there's even some scenes where he, you, you thought that maybe he'd be gone, but he's still there just cruising with the family. And I remember as a teen watching him in the Island. I think that was the first movie I saw with him, the Island, not a good movie at all. Um, <laughs> with Ewan McGregor. And I think Michael Bay was the director of that. And, um, again, not a good movie, but I remember him in that and thinking what a badass he was and just the, his little, uh, character arc in that but i've been someone that has always always liked him his voice probably is the big thing that if you watch seen him in uh, blood diamond maybe you've seen him in push his voice is he's a very distinct voice and uh he's a great actor I, th I honestly think that he was the best actor in the whole movie you felt his presence on screen you felt that he was the best actor in any type of group setting whoever was uh he was sharing the the, the scene with but uh, that's just my opinion on that. Now, one of the last big pieces here in this episode that I'm going to talk about is the did the plot holes or changes that you heard prior to its release hurt the movie? Now, my first response is that I think that they didn't because DC has been such a big mess that if a movie is filmed, and this is something that Ron and I have joked about, is that if a movie's filmed, and it's actually released, that's a big step for DC. And um, the big ro running joke that him and I have is about uh, Flash, that for years, and this is talking about like when we had Movie Buffs podcast that sounded awful, and I think, and we scrapped all those episodes, that Ron would make a joke that he doesn't think that that movie's coming out, and he still doesn't, that's the, that's the joke about it. He still doesn't think that the Flash movie's coming out. But um, they've been such a big mess that as long as the movie comes out and you can watch it and you're not like walking out, it doesn't, doesn't really matter. Does it really matter that there's plot holes, plot holes or the changes that happened? So that's my first response to that. Um, it had a beginning, had a middle and an end. Uh, I'm starting to tiptoe here to try to make a point here, but, uh, I'm just going to move now to a different plot hole that I had <laughs> listed. And that's that Mary Marvel is played by the same character. I thought that was one of the weird things that like in the middle of the movie, you kind of just realize that she's the same, no matter if she has her powers or not. And your response would probably be, and this is not a, this one's not a spoiler because if you watch the trailer. You can see that she's the same character. You go on IMDb, same character. And wouldn't you think that anybody in the city would notice that uh, that, that she's a superhero? But uh, nobody does. And, uh, you know, the cameos now, that's the next thing I have on here, is did removing the cameos. Now, I heard through the uh, YouTuber that I watch that there's supposed to be some cameos during a big fight sequence. And they removed them uh, to kind of remove so that there wasn't any issue with moving forward with the reboot that's happening with DC. So they removed them for that, for that instance there. And I don't think that it changes the scene at all. Is it cool to see uh, other members of DC? Yeah. But that scene in general, 
And if you want to know what Sam's talking about, after you watch this, I can tell you. Just message on, uh, maybe just put a comment on Instagram or on Twitter, and I'll just mention which one it is. But they removed him out of the scene that I don't think it changes the story at all. Uh, you, it might make it more actually, um, it might make it more confusing that uh, why weren't they there even more in the future? So uh, removing characters, changing that story, not a big effect in my opinion. Now I do have a, uh, I'm going to you know, basically, I'll just say it's a spoiler. I'm going to give a spoiler away here. You can either turn it off or fast forward maybe 30, 45 seconds if you don't want to hear it. Um, and I try to keep these episodes spoiler free, but if you haven't watched this after two weeks, you're probably going to wait or probably don't really care about the content. So here it goes. Now, one of the end scenes is uh, Shazam being approached to join the, the Justice Society. And that is one of the things that people getting mad about the reboot, stuff like that, that Shazam isn't going anywhere. His character is sticking around. There's probably going to be some elements of this. So not watching the movie, not supporting it, not being, not supporting DC with this movie. I think that that's something that is, uh, uh, it's not surprise. It's uh, something that hurts it in the long run that if you're a fan of DC, you should be watching Shazam because, He's not going anywhere. They're going to probably switch minor things moving forward, but they wouldn't have swapped in an end, an end scene like this if he, his character wasn't going to continue. So, and I remember seeing tweets about that, people trying to say, well, why, why should we see this? And even um, the Zachary Levi responding to some of these on Twitter, like, how do you know that I'm not, I'm not going anywhere? And basically even calling out that he's not going anywhere. And that scene proves it right there that Shazam being recruited for a justice society just means that we're going to get more of his character in the future. Now let's wrap this up with the re recommendation. My recommendation is to watch it, but caveat here, whether you watch it in a theater or at home, that's your choice. I, if you enjoy the movies, this is one of those movies that I initially like to watch on a big screen action movies, comic book movies that I think warrant being experienced in the theaters. This is one of those. I'd put it in that category. I like the big screen, the the sound, the popcorn, the experience of going to the movies. That's my own, uh, one of my hobbies, mine and my wife's hobbies. But if you wait for to at home, yeah, I would still watch it. I think that giving it a watch and, and especially moving forward so you know what happened in this, and potentially you can make some jokes about it. That has been this episode of uh, Instant Reaction, Shazam Fury of the Gods. Hopefully it's been a good listen. Hopefully it's been an entertaining listen. I gave some spoilers away, talked about it. And uh, as always, thank you for being a fan of the Movie Boys podcast, tuning in, listening to these episodes. If you can, leave us a comment on social media. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel as we grow all our platforms. But as always, thank you for listening and I'll see you in the next one.